to today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. This is another recording coming to you from, you guessed it, the free Facebook group. So this is a training that we did in there a while ago and it was killer and I really, really loved it. So I thought I would share it with you. I hope you enjoy it as you are listening to this. I am in Colorado for the first time ever and I'm super stoked, so... If you are following along on my Instagram, you are probably seeing some pretty killer stories right about now. Let's begin and grab a drink. Cheers. Okay, so I'm just drinking water. It's boring. I want to talk about fertility and um, I want to first label this with One, I know that this is a very hard conversation for some people and I'm not blind or naive to the fertility struggles of a lot of ladies in here and I just want you to know that I see you and I hear you and I also want to preface this is not medical advice (laughs) and I also want to say that I'm going to be giving a little bit of tough love in this video because I truly think that some, for some people, that tough love may hit a little bit home, okay? And I want you to know that this is all coming from a place of a place of love. Like, it's not coming from, like, anything else. That's literally what it's coming from. It's coming from a place of serving and a place of love. And I just want you to know that I hear you. And so, um, I've been having a lot of um questions in my DMs about this and I actually have a couple clients, a couple of my one-on-one clients right now, a couple of their goals, one of them is is fertility to have babies. And so I just kind of want to walk you through some, not even checklists, I want you to walk you through some things that may just make you think a little bit, give you some things to try, right? So when it comes to fertility, and struggling to conceive or wanting to conceive or even just like preparing for the future or all of the above. There's some things to think about. Number one, is there a root cause, right? So for example, PCOS is one of the leading causes. I think it is the leading cause of infertility. That does not mean that if you have PCOS, you can't have babies. That is a blanket statement, no. It just means that there's a lot that you need to do to support your body, right? Another is endometriosis, right? Hypothyroid can also affect fertility. These are all more like explained causes. For example, like, okay, I'm struggling to conceive. I have PCOS, like I know why, and this is what I need to work on. Does that make sense? And then there's also the unexplained infertility. You know, the ones where you 
are regularly ovulating, you do menstruate, and you don't have PCOS, you don't have endo, you don't have a hypothyroid, everything's come back good, and they basically give you the blanket statement of unexplained infertility. So that's a different category. So does that, that make sense how they all kind of, all equally hard. I'm not saying that one is harder than the other. I'm just saying that when it comes to fertility, you also want to make sure that you are, you're targeting the right aspect, right? So if it's endo, you know, are you supporting that? You know, if it's PCOS, are you supporting that? Thyroid, do you have to get on thyroid meds? Does that make sense where I'm going with that? Just nod yes, just like the video, nod no. Actually, I can't see you, so thumbs up or thumbs down if you don't agree with me or agree with me or if it makes sense. I'm just looking over here and I'm like, wow, I have a crap ton of cups. Gee whiz, I guess I bring down like water cups every time I do these and I never bring them back up. Tisk tisk. Okay. Thank you, Aurora. Oh my gosh, I also get to say your name again. I'm so happy you're here. Okay. So that's step number one. Okay. Now step number two is there is universally though foods that are supportive of fertility. There's also nutrition that's supportive of fertility. And there are things that I basically recommend you check off. Not to be like, doot doot, I'm done, but like, when you're dealing with fertility, like, do you have your ducks in a row, you know? So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the ducks in a row first. Number one is, are you ovulating? That's literally number one. Because you can have a bleed without ovulating. And the only way to know that is by tracking your cycle and confirming ovulation. You can't assume, you can't think, you can't anything, track. And I wouldn't even rely on the LH sticks because for PCOS, you get false surges of LH, okay? So track, confirm ovulation, it's really, really important. And then another thing that you wanna look at is, are you creating cervical mucus? Cervical mucus are your cervical crypts creating cervical mucus because that is how the sperm gets to the egg. It's very, very important. Okay, we need cervical mucus. And then it's also a sign you're not stressed, you're hydrated. You know, if you're lacking in cervical mucus, it could be a vitamin deficiency. It like it could be stress, it could be low estradiol, it could be all those things. That's why cervical mucus is a good thing to keep track of, right? Is anyone else really bothered by that light back there? Just me? Okay. Um, so cervical mucus, are you ovulating? And then other things to look at is, what do your temps look like in your post luteal phase? So after ovulation, do you have a beautiful high temp spike? Is it staying up? Is it? It's a good question. Um, is your luteal phase, so from your ovulation to your period, a minimum of 12 days? It's another question to ask. What do your moods look like leading up to your period? What does your bloating look like? What do your cravings look like? These are all questions. What does your digestion look like? What does your bloating just look like in general? Do you have a lot of bloating? Do you have a lot of inflammation? It's all signs that you wanna be like paying attention to. And then your period itself, like what does the, if you are having a period, 
what does the bleed look like? Like what color is it? Do you have a lot of clots? Is it really heavy? Is it brown? Um, how many days does it last? How much blood are you losing? Are you having a ton of cramps? All of these things are little, little signals of like where you should focus time and energy. Does that make sense? Your cycle is giving you so many clues. So for example, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna give the example of some clients I've had in the past and I always keep you guys anonymous. So like you won't know who, that's always, 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 never share names um, or circumstances. But when people come to me with fertility issues, the first thing I look at is your cycle. I can't promise fertility. I wish I could. I can't promise that. But what I can promise is that you're going to understand your body and we're going to get your cycle in a row. We're going to get your little ducks in a row, right? And so, for example, when someone comes to me and they're like, well, I have been trying to get pregnant for this many months, this many years, and I haven't ever been able to conceive. I'm like, okay, well, what's your cycle look like? And it, it turns out, well, my luteal phase is nine days. I'm like, okay, that's where our first focus has to be is regulating your cycle, lengthening that phase and getting your progesterone up. Okay. Because you need a sufficient luteal phase in order to support a pregnancy. You need a long enough luteal phase. You need that progesterone up high enough to an order for that egg to implant, right? Your progesterone in your luteal phase makes the uterus a nice, comfy, fluffy place to live. Um, and that makes it nicer and better for the egg to implant, okay? So you could have test results, for example, where your progesterone was showing accurate readings, but maybe your cells, you're really, really stressed, your cortisol is really, really high, and your cells basically are not receptive of that progesterone, and so maybe your uterine lining isn't nice and fluffy and ready for implantation, okay? There's a lot of things that go into this. So the first thing you wanna do is look at your cycle, how long it is whether or not you have cervical mucus. I don't jump to progesterone cream. I know I piss a lot of people off when I say that, but low progesterone is a symptom of something else. It is not the cause, it is a symptom. So just giving progesterone is not going to solve the issue because it's going to crop up in other areas because something is causing the low progesterone. Does that make sense? So you wanna find the root cause of the low progesterone, not just supplementing with a progesterone cream. So um, we look for clues in your cycle. You know, I, like, I have my one-on-one -on -one clients where I'm like, okay, every day we're looking at this, we're talking about this, we're talking about their nutrition, we're talking about their stress, we're changing things up. It's a lifestyle change. It takes two to tango. I'm sorry, I keep whacking my pen, that's that noise. I also have the husbands changing their nutrition. Nowadays, men's sperm count and like mobility 40 years ago would be considered infertile. But instead of saying that maybe men should make some lifestyle changes as well to support sperm production, support sperm count, they just lowered the number of what's considered normal. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Men also should be eating to support fertility. So I have a whole biohacking module on it for my ladies. Okay, so those are 
the things that we check off and we talk about first and you want to start looking at it. Why is that lifestyle? Well, for example, like men's testicles supposedly, I mean, not really supposedly, they are actually supposed to be cooler than the rest of their body. So if they do a lot of activities where really tight clothing or like for example if you were married to a bolt rider <laughs> or anything that's like really hot environment it actually can affect sperm mobility and so there's some changes not like let's change your job and your entire lifestyle but there's some other changes that you can do to like help support that there's like exercise versus like eating out of plastic containers even the types of food and paying attention to what men are <clears throat> consuming, alcohol and smoking directly impacts sperm mobility as well. So um, it kind of goes into there. If that makes sense, Morgan, you can ask any more questions you want about that. There's also um, the whole biohacking module on fertility. I go into that. So <clears throat> anyways, it takes two to tangle. It's also important for the men. Okay, but let's also talk about some other hidden things that can cause it. Stress is so big because stress and adrenals, hypothalamus, all of that can affect your progesterone function. So lowering stress is really, really important. And I was talking to someone and they were saying that like, it's so, and I totally get this, it's like every single month you get oh. Even if you tell yourself not to, you get a little bit of excitement. You're like, maybe, maybe this is the cycle. And then every time that period comes, it's hard. It's really hard. And instead of focusing on the fertility, I know, I'm like asking you to like, you know, it's hard. It, it's more so that you need to focus on the journey wins along the way. So like, for example, if you did your assessment and you're looking at your cycle and you're looking at your lifestyle and you're like, okay, well, there's a lot of things here that I can switch. We have a lot of endocrine disruptors in our house. You know, I have a short luteal phase or I have really painful periods um, or I have a lot of digestive issues. Like these are all things that you can like start working on and checking off and like having a very legit like focus, you know, like you can literally notice the night and day difference with your digestion issues when you're working on them. You know, it's not something that you have to wait a month to see. Does that make sense? So those are easier things to focus on and remembering that that's what you need to drive your focus on is supporting your health, not in an obsessive way, but like support your health, right? Support your husband's health, support that lifestyle. And then foods that are I'll just give you like a couple off the flip of my hand um like there's a lot that goes into this but foods that are really really helpful for fertility are liver um royal jelly actually is another one and <laughs> I can just see you all like dying when I said liver and royal jelly I know um those are all really, really helpful. Cod liver oil, all of these things are just helpful for lowering inflammation and helping support the vitamins and minerals that you specifically need, right? So if you have all of your ducks in a row, your cycle is literally perfect, you're ovulating, all of these things, and you still are like, hmm, I wonder why I'm not pregnant, and you're still wanting to get pregnant, then I would go get some testing, right? But if like your cycles are all over the place, get your cycles in place. Get your foundations in there 
right? Focus on those lifestyle foundational things that you can do. You have control over those. You have control over those. I love the Dutch test. Those are really helpful. Even prove, strict, prove strips um, that you can get from the company. You can do this yourself is really, really helpful as well to just kind of test that progesterone in that um, luteal phase. If you believe maybe you have a thyroid issue, getting a thyroid full panel with your antibodies is really helpful as well. Um, but there's also some other things that I like to dive into if you've had like all of your ducks in a row. <laughs> um, heavy metal detox is really, really big. And so heavy metals can definitely impact fertility, you know, endocrine disruptors in your life. So if you want to get tested for that, or you just want to go through a safe heavy metal detox, that can be really, really helpful mold, checking for mold in your house, getting even tested for mold, um, doing mold protocol for detoxification. Hey, Bernadette. Um, and then parasites. Mm, yep. Um, for honestly, I think it's like 80% of the world has a parasite. I know it's really disgusting, <laughs> but there's, there's protocols you can go through to actually get rid of parasites and support health in that way. Um, so that can be really, really important to do. So those are just things that you can, you can get your body ready in some more ways. You know, you can support your nutrition. So I would get your ducks in a row. Um, I would, I would pay attention to what your cycle looks like. I would pay attention to, um, I would pay attention to like your bleed, your ovulation, your cervical mucus, all of that. And then I would start paying attention, you know, I'll just obviously find your root cause. Like if you have endo, if you have PCOS, if you have a thyroid issue, I would search back in this group and watch those videos specifically on that because you're going to specifically need to focus on that. Cycle syncing. Um, I feel like I talk about cycle syncing all the time in every single one of my videos, but cycle syncing is life-changing. Um, that's really, really helpful as well. And then, you know, pay attention to your lifestyle and nutrition and focus on blood sugar balance. Maybe look at mold, maybe look at parasites, maybe look at heavy metals, right? Do you guys have any questions as I'm going through this? Does ovulation make you tired? I'm so tired right now. Ovulation should not make you tired, Nicole. Um, it should not make you tired. You hate parasites. Oh, you had parasites. I know. Did you get rid of your H. pylori, your little friend? Um, did you name him? Okay, H. pylori is a turd. I'm, I'm learning about that right now. Um, we don't like them. <laughs> okay, let me know if you guys have any questions. So I have quite a few videos in here that you can look back on. Um, we talk about nutrition all the time in all of the videos as well. Um, but it's not something that I take lightly. And this is where the tough love section is going to come in. So a lot of times people just want this magic pill, you know, they want to give them a pill for whatever is ailing them, but you are the magic pill, my dear. You are the only one that can put in the hard work. You're the only one that can make the changes. So whether you have whatever is going on, whether you have endo, whether you have PCOS, whether you have a thyroid issue, you are not PCOS. You are not endo. Okay? 
you are not infertility. It's something you are struggling with and working with, but it is not you. When we don't put that on us, mindset is huge. Mindset is so big. You are the only one that can advocate for yourself. So if you just go down a train of like, well, I have endometriosis, so that's the cause of all my issues. Yeah, maybe it is the root cause of a lot of things, but you are not endometriosis. There is so much that you can do and you have to get out there and you have to work and you have to advocate for yourself and you have to make some changes, okay? There's no magic pill that's gonna change your life and start making you feel better. You are the magic pill. You are the one that has to put in the work. You're the one that has to make the changes. I cannot do that for you. I can guide you, I can support you, but I can't make those changes for you. And that's why you have to want it. That's why one of the main questions I ask when I'm signing on my one-on-one -on -one clients is how ready are you for to see a change? How ready are you? Because I only work with people who are ready because Healing is not easy. It's not like you just are at the top of the cliff and you're just gonna walk down. Sometimes you have to go up the chain, up the hill, right? Up the hill. And you have to do the work. And I can give you every information under the sun. I have had clients get pregnant. I have had clients get their cycle back. I've had one-on-one -on -one clients that a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients get pregnant. But I can't promise that. I can promise that you're gonna learn a ton about your body and you're gonna become an advocate and you're gonna know how to support your body, but you have to do that work. I can only give you so much, you know? I can give you all the information, but you have to do it, okay? Are dietary changes the best way to calm inflammation with endometriosis? I have a whole video on endometriosis, Bernadette. Um, yes, dietary changes are huge for endometriosis. So are lifestyle changes. There's um, even like, uh, endometriosis is like an immune as well as like a gut. It's like a few things that kind of go in there. Um, and so you have, to kinda, you have to target all of them at one time. Um, nutritional and lifestyle changes are huge. Main massage is huge. Um, pelvic floor therapy, like pelvic floor therapists. There's ones that specialize in endometriosis and there's massages that can actually help with the lesions. That's really, really helpful. Um, but there are so many things that you can do there. The only reason why I say that is like, there's so many things that you can do. And I, I did put it in that video. I would just search endometriosis. So I think that would be the most helpful for you. Healing alone is not easy. Healing is not easy. I, so one of my favorite things about my one-on-one -on -one clients is that they have unlimited boxer access to me. So voice text messaging support for the entire time we're working together. And a lot of times it's just them being like, hey, like today sucked because of this. And how can I turn this around? What can I do? Because it's hard when you're dealing with a health journey. It's frustrating. And we are very biased when we're looking at ourselves. It's really hard to look from this objective view and be like, okay, these are actual changes that I can see instead of like sucking down the rabbit hole, you know? And so it's really, it's really easy to not notice that you are making progress forward. And so healing 
shouldn't be done alone. Chinese medicine is also really, really helpful as well. Sorry, there's like a lot of random things that you can do. Just put it all together. <laughs> okay, so let me know if you guys have any questions about that. I hope that was helpful and I hope that that really kind of opened your eyes to some things that you can do and some things to try and to remember that you are your ad best advocate, right? You're your best advocate and you got to stick up for yourself and you got to advocate and you got to go find stuff, right? No one else is going to do it for you. So I do have a couple spots for one-on-ones. I love my one-on-one clients. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about what I do with one-on-one -on -one clients. Why is this different than the hormone reset program? So I tend to like and keep my hormone, um, not my hormone reset, my one-on-one -on -one clients for the ones who are dealing with a little bit more serious things, um, maybe need some more time, needs, needs more one-on-one -on -one time because hormone reset is only eight weeks. My one-on-ones are longer and you get unlimited access to me. So you get Voxer access and you get a lot of one-on-one -on -one calls and you'll get access to all my programs, but it's just very individualized. So you aren't you have access to all of all of the hormone reset if you would like. You have access to the group calls and that community, but it's very individualized to what you have going on and making shifts for your specific lifestyle. So let's say that your lifestyle is such and such, and you were like, I'm really struggling with this. Like I have a one-on-one -on -one client right now who is really busy with some life stuff that's going on, and so we had to completely shift like a protocol because. She just couldn't fit it in. And you know, it would be nice to just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna put my life on hold while I do that. Some people can't do that. And so really making sure that it's working for you is my priority and making sure it's sustainable for you. And that you're seeing results, you know? that I mean, that's the most important, right? And so we're gonna work together to look at your cycle and do all of the little check marks, right? and get all your ducks in a row and support your body. So I love working with you one-on-one -on -one and seeing that transformation, but you also have to be ready. Like you have to be ready to advocate for yourself and put in this work and make some changes, right? I'm not going to, um, I'm not gonna hound you, I'm gonna support you and I'm going to show you the way and I'm gonna guide you and then you have to make those changes, right? So if you are ready for that and you wanna start making these changes and you are frustrated with your hormones and you're frustrated of feeling this way, you're frustrated of not being able to lose weight, you're frustrated with your cycles, you're frustrated with the mood swings that you just can't seem to stabilize no matter what and you're literally losing one to two weeks out of the month or you are just like, okay, my cycles, they need to normalize, this is insane. Then one-on-ones are for you. You can go ahead and shoot me a message right now and be like, me please, and we'll chat about it. So I always like to chat with you, make sure that one-on-ones are a good fit for both of us. Um, talk about what you've tried and what your cycles look like. Ask a lot of questions, okay? And I would love to work with you if you are ready to make a change and it will be fine. It'll be pretty awesome. All right, guys, I'm gonna chat with you later. If you have any questions while you're watching the replay, please just comment hashtag replay. And yeah, I will catch you in the group. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.